Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Commented Podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm DeCoria. And ladies and gentlemen, the crew is back together. I hope you're enjoying the summer weather we're having in the middle of fucking spring. Um, global warming is well, children. Make sure you drink your water, wear your sunscreen, and do all that good jazz. Um, I know you haven't heard the four of us on one podcast in a minute, but, you know, we're here. We're doing the damn thing. Life is busy, but, you know, we're still trucking on. And we thought it would be interesting for us to just jump right in to a review, a uh, a discussion about the iconic piece of media that graced our screens since 1994. I wasn't even alive. Um... Interview with a Vampire, starring Brad Pitt, Kristen Dunstan, and Tom motherfucking Cruise. I did not realize the stat was Tom Cruise until the credits rolled. I have I never literally, seen a man blonde. <laughs> literally, I didn't know it was him either until halfway through the movie, because they showed his face at a certain <laughs> angle, and I was like, oh my god, that's Tom Cruise. Like, I Now, this cast is bananas. This casting? Right. Who was this casting director? Because... Antonio what? What? <laughs> Thondi Newton like it's just this is just it's a lot of people that were just you know the height of Hollywood in the 90s right. and for those of you who don't know what Interview with the Vampire is about it is a 1994 American gothic horror film directed by Neil Jordan based on Anne Rice's 1976 novel of the same name now why do I know the Anne Rice why do I know her name what else has she written I feel like I should know who this woman is, Nia. Anne Rice? Yeah. Oh, she's got a whole vampire fucking chronicle series. Oh, oh Queen, she did Queen of the Damned. Ah. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Queen of the Damned also came out around that time that, um, or at least a couple years later after Interview with a Vampire. Right, she's mm. very into the occult. She's got how many vampire? This is thirteen vampire novels that she's written since nineteen seventy six. A tale. Her, of she she clearly has a vampire thing. <laughs> she does. She's got one for witches. There's another thing that's got like mummies. It says Christ she's an author Lord. of gothic yeah. fiction, erotic literature, and Christian literature. I don't That's know how crazy. you do all three of that. It's so but, you crazy know. to write about <laughs> vampires and to have a book called Christ the Lord. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, she was against fanfic. What? Wait. Rice initially expressed an adamant stance against fan fiction based on her works and particularly in opposition to such fiction based on the vampire chronicles, releasing a statement in 2000 that disallowed all such efforts, citing copyright issues. She subsequently requested that fanfiction.net remove stories featuring her characters. <laughs> Metro reported that Rice developed a milder stance on the issue. I got upset about 20 years ago because I thought it would block me, she said. However, it's been very easy to avoid reading any, so live and let live. If I were a young writer, I'd want to own my own ideas. But maybe fan fiction is a transitional phase. Whatever gets you there, gets you there. Child. I'm crying. <laughs> no. What do you me? mean? Like nobody told you to read the fanfics. Like, girl, <laughs> you created your own problem. Today you'll be able to walk into a bookstore and there will be fan fiction books. Yes. However, really? 
There I didn't are, know they actually published them now. No, I don't think they would publish them if they literally said Lestat's name, but I have picked up a book and it said from Wattpad. Oh, oh, wow. Are you serious? Oh. I'm so serious. I've seen it at Barnes See, Noble. Usually when I go to Barnes and Noble, I go straight into like either like the manga section or like the nonfiction section. So I haven't seen that yet, but that's actually so shocking. Like Wattpad has come so far. Like for real. <laughs> Now they're making yeah. movies and their books are being published. Like, like what the fuck? What? Writing again? No, that's, that's like breaking all the codes of fandom. I don't. We can't. How do, like, like Wattpad? I would not be surprised if the after books, which I'm pretty sure are Harry Styles based fan fiction. If you <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. I'm pretty sure it says from Wattpad. I think. Oh, wow. I bet you money if that's the case. There's a Wattpad section, which is like bananas. Oh, oh that's so ew. I'll check when I go to <laughs> Barnes and Noble tomorrow. Marin, please oh, send shit. photographic evidence too. We need to document this yeah. <laughs> this moment in history. Anne Rice passed away last year. I didn't know that. Oh, oh. oh wow. Yeah. I'm going to sit on that for like all day. I'm going to be thinking, wow, people are really getting fan fiction published. That's crazy. Okay, Marion, you want to take it away? Sure. Um, I'm going to go and ahead and read the synopsis of the film from Wikipedia, just so I don't know when y'all last watched it. I watched it a couple of days ago. We can get a little little refresher, and it's short. Okay. Um, it says in, and then add anything else if you think it's missing. Mm-hmm. In modern day San Francisco, reporter Daniel Malloy interviews Louis. Louis de Pointe-du-Lac, who claims to be a vampire. Louis describes his, ha- his human life as a wealthy plantation owner Ugh. In, ni- in 1791 Spanish Louisiana. Despondent- Pause. This is where they lost me. They lost <laughs> me already. I said, plant. every time they did a wide shot of that house, I said, I'm yeah. triggered. <laughs> You're triggered. That, plant- that plantation house is real. That is a li- <laughs> real Yep. Yeah. <laughs> nah. That's that crazy. is apparently haunted or something like that. Of course it fucking is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, despondent following the death of his wife and unborn child, which in the book, he lost his brother. He didn't lose his kids and wife. Um, he drunkenly wanders the waterfront of New Orleans, New Orleans one night and is attacked by the vampire Lestat de Lioncourt. Lestat senses Louis' dissatisfaction with life and offers to turn him to a vampire. Louis accepts, but quickly comes to regret it. While Lestat revels in the hunt and killing of humans, Louis resists his instincts to kill, instead drinking animal blood to sustain himself. Pause. I have got to say, this is the point where I I do not remember. I don't know why I remember an interview with a vampire being much more gay than it Mm -hmm. actually is. I blame, you know, just regular fandom shit for that. Also, Lestat being like, I'm giving you a choice I never had. Yes, you picked the man who is grieving the loss of his wife and unborn child in a drunken stupor, and you're giving him a choice. I said, oh, this man is off his rocker already. I I would like to... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, Tori, you might be thinking of the TV show because the TV show is actually gay. Like, it's like. Yeah, I know that. I know yeah. that, but I I thought the movie had some nuances too, but it doesn't. Mm. I feel as like much it as does, I though. It, it has, it has, it has it's some... like, mm. 
I would describe it as being like, you know, those Chinese uh, dramas where like the characters are supposed to be gay, but because of censorship, uh, they don't yes, actually yes, fully yes, go yes, there. Yes, yes. It was kind of like that right. with the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also wanted to say right when um, Lestat first meets Louis, and you know when he's walking outside drunk with that sex worker and he gets mm-hmm. um, a knife to his neck? It is crazy to attack a man as he's outside outside getting head from the sex worker and then to put a knife against his neck. I said, Also, that um, was a jump scare. A jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Eventually, amid an outbreak of plague in New Orleans, Louis, Louis feeds on a little girl whose mother died in the plague. To entice Louis to stay with him, Lestat turns the dying girl, Claudia, into a vampire. Also, I think the scene of Lestat dancing with the girl's dead mother killed me. I'm sorry. He was oh. rancing around with her body and I started laughing. Yeah, um, we'll we'll get to the, the, the killing of black women in the <laughs> 10 minutes of this movie later, but yes. Together, they raise a daughter. Louis has a love for Claudia while Lestat spoils her and treats her more as a pupil, training her to become a merciless killer. 30 years pass and Claudia matures psychologically but remains a little girl in appearance and continues to be treated as such by Lestat. When she realizes that she will never grow older or become a mature woman, she is furious with Lestat and tells Louis that they should leave him. She tricks Lestat into drinking the dead blood of twin boys whom she killed by overdose with laudanum, which weakens Lestat and then slits his throat. Though Louis is shocked and upset, he helps Claudia dump Lestat's body into into us in a swamp. They spend weeks planning a voyage to Europe to search for other vampires, but Lestat tr- returns on the night of their departure, having survived on the blood of swamp creatures. Lestat attacks them, but Louis sets him on fire, allowing them to escape to their ship and depart. After traveling around Europe and, and the Mediterranean, finding no other vampires, Louis and Claudia settle in paris in september 1870 louis encounters vampire santiago and armand by chance armand Armand invites louis and claudia to his coven the theater does vampires where vampire stage theatrical horror shows for humans on their way out of the theater santiago reads louis's mind and suspects that louis and claudia murder lestat armand warns louis louis that's his name right yes Okay. Mm-hmm. To send Claudia away for her own safety, and Louis says stays with Armand to learn about the meaning of being a vampire. Claudia demands that demands that Louis turn a human woman, Madeline, into a vampire to be her new protector and companion, and he reluctantly complies. Shortly thereafter, the Parisian vampires abduct the three of them and punish them for Lestat's murder, imprisoning Louis in a co- coffin and trapping Claudia and Madeleine in a chamber where sunlight burns them to ash. Armand does nothing to prevent this, but the next day he frees Louis. Seeking, seeking revenge, Louis returns to the theater at dawn and sets it on fire, killing all the vampires, including Santiago. Armand arrives in time to help Louis escape the sunrise and again offers him a place by his side. Louis rejects Armand and leaves, unable to accept Armand's way of life, which involves forgetting the past and knowing Armand had allowed Claudia's murder. As decades pass, Louis never recovers from the loss of Claudia and dejectedly explores, explores the world alone. He returns to New Orleans in 1988 and one night encounters a decayed, weakened Lestat, living as a recluse in an abandoned mansion and surviving on rat blood as Louis once had. Lestat expresses regret 
regret for having turned Claudia into a vampire and Louis Louis and asks Louis to rejoin him, but Louis declines and leaves. Louis con- concludes his interview with Malloy, prompting Malloy to beseech Louis to make him his new vampire companion. Louis is outraged that Malloy has not understood the tale of suffering he has related and attacks Malloy to scare him into abandoning that idea. Malloy runs to his car and takes off while playing the cassette tapes of Louis and Louis's interview in his car. On the Golden Gate Bridge, Lestat appears and attacks Malloy, taking control of the car. Revived by Malloy's blood, Lestat offers Malloy the choice that he never had, whether or not to become a vampire. Um, So, what did you guys think about the film? Um, It was okay. I think I was... The first two minutes took me out with the the depiction of um what 1700s louisiana and right. the mississippi and all the slaves and the killing of black women i was just like oh I, what am i supposed to care about this man y'all both can die <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as, as we have established on this show before if i ever meet a white person and they tell me they're a vampire i am making it my business to end their life <laughs> so right outside. He, we wouldn't have had the interview i would have had to kill that man <laughs> Uh, I I feel like conflicted because I enjoy certain parts of this movie but I did not expect like Tori just said I didn't expect this to be about a plantation owner like I people the way that social media has like distorted what this movie is about is like needs to be studied because like like and also just like the weird dynamic between like you don't know what's her name the little girl claudia Claudia. yeah yeah like like the weird dynamic between her and uh louis i was like okay she views him as a father but then why is it like it's very strange but also i'm so glad i was not the only one that picked up on that i said yeah because did y'all pick up on that or was that just I was like, what's no, happening here? No, I never here? saw it too, especially yeah. the way she would refer to him sometimes as like my love and whatnot. I'm just like, that's, it's just very odd. Like, this is just really strange. I'm going to ignore it for now. But it's just really weird. Right. Yeah. But um, the special effects cracked me up. Um, I was like, oh, the 90s. Oh, the wonderful 90s. <laughs> but no, um, I just love the cast. I love that. Uh, Brad, listen the bittersweet of it all that Brad Pitt's not a great dad and that he's not a good man anymore, but he was fine. Like, woo-wee. What a not time. Not only was he fine, but where'd you get your bundle, sir? Because <laughs> <laughs> they was bundling. They was bundling. At first, I was like, there's no way that's a wig because that's got to be one of the best wigs I've ever seen in a 90s film. I was like, it got to be like extensions on some hair that he grew out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think he had pretty long hair in the 90s in general. Right. Um, yeah. But goodness, like the... I was like, I, I couldn't decide if this movie wanted to be a comedy right. or if it wanted to be serious. Um, and I know that, that sh- movies don't always have to choose between the two, but like the ending was hilarious. And I was like, should this be funny? <laughs> um, like it was like, what is this song? Wait, why is he back? Like it was very funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it was Okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but also have problems with it. Right. What about you, Corey? 
Um, pretty much same for me. Um, I thought there were parts that were really funny, and there were parts where I that I enjoyed, like him coming back. Uh, to Armand, that's his name. His um base and like killing all the vampires to take revenge, and um, that whole thing of them realizing or Claudia realizing that she's like just gonna stay in a child's body for the rest of her life and her trying to come to terms with that fact but other than that like (laughs) there were just a lot of things that were like very questionable like Mm -hmm. I don't know him thinking that he's doing something by freeing the slaves so he could have did that before you were a vampire (laughs) no that that scene was crazy (laughs) (laughs) okay what is that what is that what is that what is that I was like, you could have, you could have, like, you're not, you're not eating the way you think you are, because you could have did that before you were a vampire. You could have just not had slaves, but okay. Anyways, um, and yeah, the ending too was kind of like, I was wondering, like, was there ever a part two? Like, why did they ever continue this if he's alive? Right. Like, right, that would have been right. good to see. Even if the movie would have been bad, it still would have been good to see. But yeah, after watching this, I think I'm going to go and actually finish watching the show that Mm -hmm. AMC made. Because the show, the first two episodes I watched were actually pretty good. I just never continued it because I got busy. Right. Yeah. Um, I. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. Tell us. For me, um, this is my second time watching it. The first time when I saw Slaves, I said, huh? I was able to prepare (laughs) myself the second time. So it wasn't as shocking. Um, and I was able to like absorb the film a little bit more. I mm-hmm. like Nia. I don't think this movie was intentionally trying to be funny. When this movie first came came out, I know people are not laughing. However, I found it hilarious, especially <laughs> part. like um. And what else can I say? I think the casting was interesting because you will never see these act. You will never see Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise in a movie ever again. I don't think so. Right. But. Um, besides that, also about, um, what is his name? Brad Pitt's character being a plantation owner. Again, shocking when the movie started. However, a white man who's a vampire in the 70, 1790s, if he was Makes not, sense. if he was not a plantation owner, I'll be like, yo, come on now. Like, this is not true. Like, he definitely, this man owned slaves. Uh-huh. But yeah, but other than that, I think it was a pretty enjoyable film for me, especially because it was my second time around, so I could like observe other things while watching it. Yes. Um, what really took me out was when she said, "Um, we're worried about you, Master." Oh I said, no my god! I said, no, the fuck out. I said, "Girl, if you don't get the fuck out of this house, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you girl." Know, girl. I need you to be also with the rest of them holding the, no, the fire. Them being outside still and not running off. Like, why are you yeah. still outside the house? Run, go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that whole um, depiction of like we care about our master. I said, if y'all don't continue this fucking story, sorry. Like, girl, why are you not outside? Hold, um, about to burn down this mansion with everybody else. What are you doing? The rest Come of the people. Um. Before I ask the rest of these questions, I do have some like origin facts and like production facts. Mm-hmm. So the movie is based, as we said, based on the 1976 short story with the same name written by Anne Rice. Uh, there are several sequels under the title The Vampire Chronicles. She did, from what I read, she did sell the rights to this movie to Paramount before, like maybe a year before the um, the book was published. 
uh, it seems that Anne's story of vampires was revolutionary because of, quote, confessional tone from the vampire's perspective, touching on existential despair and the sheer boredom of lifeless immortality, end quote. Um, the Rice, some other quotes I heard is uh, read where Rice's debut novel is almost single, single-handedly responsible for the image of vampires that dominates pop culture today, conflicted, brooding, mm. and losing sex appeal from every moonlit pore. Oh, wow. Um, in the book, Armand is actually a 17-year-old Russian with curly red hair. In the movie, um, they made him older, which makes me wonder if Armand was supposed to be in love with Louis. Is Louis younger in the books then? If he, cause, mm, probably. Um, and we see in the... In although the vampires in Anne Rice's novel shed tears made of blood in the film, they cry normal tears. Some production facts is that Interview with the Vampire um, is director is Neil Jordan's 1994 gothic horror film based on novelists, as I said. The film grossed over 200 million on a budget of 60 million, propelled largely by the star power of its two male leads, Tom Cruise and Brad, Brad Pitt. Actors who were considered to play Lestat at various points in development were William Baldwin, Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, Anthony Hopkins, Richard E. Grant, John Malkovich, Sting, Christopher Walken, Peter Sting? Walker. From the police? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Did, I didn't know Sting acted, first of all. <laughs> and Ag- Alexander Gudanov. Jeremy Irons turned down the role pl- because of because after filming The House of the Spirits, he says he didn't want to play another part that required hours every day in the makeup chair. Um, Tom mm. Hanks was offered the role of Lestat. That's odd. Okay. Tom um, Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> ew, ew. Especially if you think of the films he was doing around that time, that is such a jump for him, but okay. Um, the role of Lestat, but turned it down to play the title role in Forrest Gump. Um, Good for him. Oh, wow. right. Like, right, that's a career move right there. Right, for which he won an Oscar for. Daniel Day-Lewis was then scheduled to play Lestat, but backed out only weeks before filming began. Mm. At one point, there was some discussion of gender betting the roles of Louis and Lestat. David Geffen, who took over um, the production of his film, because it was shelved at some point, concerned about some of the story's potential gay subtext, even tried to tap his friend Cher to take on one of the roles, but Rice talked him out of it. Um, Rice wanted Tom Cruise to play Louis and Brad Pitt to play Lestat. She was show- so shocked and appalled by the casting of Tom Cruise Lestat that she withdrew from production. But when the film <laughs> finally came out, she loved it and even wrote a letter apologizing to Tom Cruise. What? I'm crying. Apparently a lot of people didn't agree with Tom Cruise playing um, Lestat. I could why? see why though, because Tom Cruise is like an action, like Top Gun oh, Maverick yeah. type guy. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I could yeah. see why they would think like, "What the? F- you're casting <laughs> Tom Cruise?" But so when he put right. when he put the wig on, he acted like his rent was due, <laughs> like he was acting <laughs> for his life. She actually convinced him to so dye funny. his hair blonde. So. Um, just like the vampire bats, the actors playing the vampires were forced to hang upside down for nearly half an hour before their makeup was applied. This was intended to force all the blood to their heads and allow makeup artists to trace over their bulging veins, giving their skin a distinctive, almost translucent look. Girl, they just look dry. 
Um, (laughs) I was like, that was unnecessary. (laughs) Tom Cruise reportedly spent over three hours every day having his makeup applied. Brad Pitt was so miserable with the makeup process that he pleaded with producer David Geffen to be released from the production, but he would have had to pay forty million if he broke his contract. They Um, for that makeup for that on-screen look, it was that bad. (laughs) Like that's what I'm saying. Brad looked like himself. I don't know. But right. I'm not hanging upside down. But are you crazy? Oh yeah, the hanging <laughs> oh. upside down thing. Never right. mind. Yeah. Um. And lastly, in the scene where Claudia slices Lestat's neck, that is actually an animatronic created by Stan Winston, who um has worked on like Avatar. What? And aliens. <laughs> Whoa. And, um. So, and that's it for my production packs. Anything wow. interesting? stick out yeah the hanging upside down is unnecessary that's, i don't know why they crazy. did it <laughs> like i was like y'all this movie is makeup is almost as bad as twilight in the first movie like yeah <laughs> they just look ashy they look yeah. very ashy the whole time mm-hmm. exactly um i think some of the people who could have possibly played lestat are crazy options like tom hanks would have been horrible (laughs) (laughs) he plays like these light funny or like light-hearted characters not like i don't know what to describe lestat as like these like blood-sucking monster that's very odd and this is very superficial like i'm gonna get dragged for this but like but like putting tom like tom hanks we we love him he's very nice but visual putting him visually up against like brad pitt and like antonio banderas it's like sir it's not matching what it needs to match <laughs> we love I don't tom think anybody hanks would, would disagree with you about there like that's <laughs> it's, it's so he did what's that movie where he cast away like he did cast away nobody wants right. him to be some kind of like seductive vampire nobody's seeing him like that right there was also i'm John Travolta was apparently possibly huh? been, um, could have been Louis. I think. Wasn't he like sixty? <laughs> no, like in the nineties, John, John Travolta was a whole fifty or something years old. No way. No, John was Travolta. He? No, there's no way he was because he's like sixty now. Is he? Yeah, he's sixty nine. I feel like he should be older than that, but okay. <laughs> oh yeah, he is sixty nine. That's crazy. He was either going to be Louis or possibly they were thinking about him as Louis or Lestat. I could, the only person I could see replacing Brad Pitt in the 90s for that role is Brendan Fraser. Ooh, yes. he would have eaten. Yes, actually. Brendan would have eaten. That's one of my favorite white men. He would have ate. <laughs> and I got to say it, Leo would have eaten too, but Leo. Yeah. <laughs> How old is he though? <laughs> Wasn't he like, Wasn't he like a teenager? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like yeah. twenty. <laughs> um, okay, what? but I feel like that would have made more sense for a Brad Pitt role if he was supposed to be an older brother figure. If like, because right. isn't that what you just said, Marin? Like that the age difference might have been different in the original or something. I was saying that yeah, if if Armand, which is his love, apparently like Armand is in love with him, and if he was supposed to be, if he's still in love with him in the book and he was seventeen, then. Brad Pitt's character probably was around 17 versus he's like 24 isn't he or something and yeah no he said older than 24 oh okay no no you're right 24 you're right um yeah he said he was 24 I remember he's saying that back in those times I was like a that that was considered a grown man and I had like property and whatnot 
Um, gotcha. Any favorite moments from this scenes, from this movie? Oh, when Claudia tripped out on Lissette for the first time, I said, murder him, baby. I support <laughs> you. <laughs> Kill that man. Right. That was, that was, I was like, yes. That was probably my favorite part. Also, when Louis decided he was going to burn shit down. It just started when chopping he his heads down, off. When he burned down the church, I said, that's case three of arson, sir. This is starting to be <laughs> Like, you, what do you mean? He just loves burning stuff, like just setting it on fire. I won't lie. The scene where Lestat came back for the second time (laughs) and looked like a literal corpse kind of made me giggle. Like, I'm not trying to be like, like he looked literally like a skeleton. I was like, oh, wow. They got this man good. But then he was still cracking jokes. I was I was kind of laughing. It was fun. Um. I would say I actually really like the scene of Louis rejecting Armand, um, the when he right. saved him because I because the whole time real close. Yeah. yeah, when he got real close and brushed his hair out his face and whatnot and was holding his chin, I just like that because it was just like first of all they look good together. Antonio Barrett and Darius yeah. is like my childhood crush, but um, yes. <laughs> another thing is this like. I don't know what Armand was thinking. It's just like, why did you think that he would go with you? That never made sense to me. Like, you you literally killed somebody who was very close to him when you participated in it. When Armand was literally calling Louis a vampire with a human heart, and you thought that man was going to go with you after you killed his child? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what did you think would happen? Like, that's why I like that scene, because he kind of, like lured him in and he was like no i'm leaving and then he turned around and walked off and i was like "Ooh, bad bitch move like literally <laughs> i gotta have so many favorite points in this movie first is when we first see um Les- louis and lestat and he drags him up into the air and you can see the pull you can the you don't even need to see the wires <laughs> pulling him up because you can see him and then he just drops his body into the water i said how did you get to shore? I would have drowned. He just sucked the blood out of you. I was like, okay. Second one would have to be um, when Lestat was dancing with, first of all, the plague-ridden body of that girl's mother dancing around with her dead body. I cracked up. I'm sorry. It was too funny to me. Um, Third would have to be (laughs) um, when, uh, what's his name? When Lestat came back and was on the piano because he was pissed and he was angry yes and he's crawling when he sets on fire and he's crawling up and down um the walls i don't understand how that didn't kill him but okay um are those all my favorite moments there oh and at the very end when <laughs> when louis takes a step towards Lestat and he he like flinches oh the and- chair <laughs> yes i am like oh my god i think that's so funny yeah the um, chair took me out yeah. right I think those would have to be, and I just think it's so funny how he burned, everything he burned down got bigger and bigger. First it was his home, then it was an entire block in New Orleans, and then it was a whole theater. I was like, whoa, we're (laughs) burning down everything. But I think those have to be my favorite moments. Yeah. Um, I think the movie is iconic for a reason. I, I understand why it was as popular as it was. I'm ready for everybody to leave the specific vampire tropes in the past, though. Like, because the whole not being able to see sunlight thing, okay, cool. Pick a different trait. (laughs) 
come up with something new. They need a different weakness besides that. To, to um, uh, pick up um, what you're saying, yeah, I was going to ask, um, I have two more questions. One is, do you guys have a, f- a favorite vampire-based story? Like, is there yes. one that you're like, oh, this is good. Okay, what? Um, Twilight ruined vampires for me. I have said mm-hmm. that many times. The Twilight girl is really like diamond sparkling in the sun skin is really what we want and i'm like you are lying through your fucking teeth um and the story that made me love vampires again is discovery of witches there is a book the books are fantastic um i haven't watched a tv series because i'm so afraid it's going to ruin the books for me because when the author came to our campus she came to our campus i went and got her autograph that's how much i love those books and it just really did make me fall in love with vampires again. So, um, yes, Discovery of Witches is probably my favorite vampire series. Or vampire included series, yes. What about you, Nia? Um, I wasn't really a big vampire person growing up. Um, so, but really, Castlevania was the first uh, show that I loved that had, like, heavy vampire lore and characters. So... Uh, the Netflix Castlevania animation animated show is so good. So that's definitely my favorite. You're you? asking like, what's our favorite vampire like show or the like lore? No, uh, vampire. Like it could be a movie or show that um, features vampires. I would say like favorite movie that features vampires. Probably the first thing that I think of is like Van Helsing, but that's like vampire hunters. I always used to watch stuff about like vampire hunters and not specifically vampires. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Van Helsing with um Hugh Jackman um from like the early 2000s. And then after that it's like um Helsing the anime or like Castlevania. Okay. Um mine would have to be the 2019 comedy that's I'm waiting for the new season for what we do in the shadows. I think that's so, I think it's so funny. <laughs> I usually, I could care less about vampire stories. I don't really find them interesting. However, vampires trying to survive in modern day, I think, I think New York maybe or Manha- Manhattan is so fun. The story is so funny to me. Um, And then my last question is when it comes to like vampires, you know, like I feel like if we think about like creatures, vampires, ghouls, witches, I feel like vampires are always put on this like high pedestal. Like they're at the mm-hmm. top, they're strong, they're fast. Like, what do y'all think about it? Because personally for me, I don't think it would be enjoyable to be a vampire. You can't, even though in this storyline, um, Louis says that the whole garlic thing, steak through the knife is not real. The idea that I have to live forever and in, is horrible to me. And that I don't, instead of age, some of them, if I could age slowly, that's fine. But the living forever part is the worst thing for me about being a vampire and not aging. I think like vampires, like vampires have like a lot of like sex appeal in like right. modern culture right. and like, cause they're like dark brooding and mysterious, but you're like really like, you're right. Like it would just not be a good deal to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like you have to drink blood, which is disgusting. You have to kill people constantly to survive. You can't go out in the daytime anymore. You have to be out at night 24-7. Uh, it's just, like, not worth it. And you and then everybody you know is going to die unless you right. turn other people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, immortality has never been appealing to me, like, ever. Right. <laughs> like, the idea of living 
hundreds of thousands of years. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> um, and so the yeah, I agree with Corey. The sex appeal of vampires is what really makes them like a staple in mainstream media, and it's because a lot of books that are written around vampires it's just like oh they chose me mm-hmm. as their lifelong companion i've always thought it was weird when the person that you're falling in love with is the one who changes you into a vampire right i feel like it's somehow incest mm-hmm. um and you should definitely be changed by someone who is not related to them <laughs> and also they never do stories of vampires falling in love with other vampires it's always vampires falling right. in love with humans which makes it boring to me and repetitive. Now, if you wanted me to do like a whole, if they give me just like whole vampire vamp- falling in love, I think that'd be much more interesting. What about you? Yeah. Oh, for me, um, I definitely agree with y'all that vampire, for to be a vampire or vampire uh, rules and law and lore sounds very much like they're more cons than pros. Um, seems like a very isolated, lonely, you're immortal forever, drinking blood. Also, like, blood, I'm, I'm very squeamish, so please no, <laughs> no blood. <laughs> um, like, that's, they're just not as interesting to me as people make them out to be. Like, they're cool. Like, I think right. because they look so human is, is, like, their appeal. Like, they're, like, more, like, porcelain-looking human, if that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, to me, it's, like, not really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that contradicts what I said on our episode where we talked about mythical creatures, but I don't remember what I said. So if I contradicted oh, myself, for vampires, I remember that. What? <laughs> it okay. makes sense though, because, like reality. I was saying, like vampires have like a yeah. lot of sex appeal. Like as far as like being with a vampire, I get it. Not actually being a vampire. No, you're right. That's the see. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. That's like the, the difference: being a vampire and actually being with a vampire, but still being human. But the thing is, it's like it depends. Like. I get it, but also realistically, eh, like so much changes about you. Like um, how, how in the year of fingerprinting and social security, how can you how can you be a vampire and not be found out? Right? <laughs> number has been attached to you. You it's would have to have existed before right. social security numbers were a thing, and then right. even then, yeah. I don't know how you're gonna navigate throughout life. Like you're gonna have to be a part of like a crime organization, like, like to be able right. to get anything, unless it goes all the way to the top. Like yeah, and that's why a lot of vampires have like servants, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That you know are recognized. Go do government. things for them. Yeah, and they just live there rent free. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any more questions, Maria? That was it for me. Uh, I give Interview with a Vampire a 6 out of 10. I understand its iconic, iconicity, its place in pop culture, but once again, the first like 10 15 minutes truly took me <laughs> out because I was like, if they kill one more black woman, I don't, <laughs> don't want to watch the rest of this. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I'd give it like a. 6.5 to 7. 6.5, yeah. I'll do that. Um, I would give it like a 7. Like I I enjoyed some parts of it and I feel like you're never going to see this cast again on screen together, so that gets an extra couple points. Uh yeah. Yeah, I would give it a 7 as well. Like even though I had like things I didn't like about the movie, this is something I would watch again. Like I thought it was pretty fun. So, yeah. 
And I'm probably going to go watch, like I said, the TV show. And now, since I figured out, since I've learned that Anne Rice wrote Queen of the Damned, I'll probably watch that again, too. That movie's also horrible, but also iconic. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. movie's also horrible. I love it. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's very iconic. <laughs> it's very camp. It's a little camp. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because the ending, when he showed up again, I was like, so what now? <laughs> what happens now? How does he um, know how to drive also? Period. That's another he was question. terrified of helicopters two minutes ago. And why, why was the helicopter pointing directly at him? Like, did they know he was there? Like, there's so many yeah, things that need right, to be answered. Yeah. Like, also, I have a question about how he, how they almost killed him the first time. And I think I have an answer. When she slices his throat and they almost killed him, I was like, doesn't he have healing abilities? But I was thinking that if he survives based off blood and when he doesn't drink, he gets so skin and bones that I guess he gets so weak so fast because of the huge blood loss because you lose so much blood when you slice your throat. So I guess it does make sense killed those boys with i think what is it laudanum Laudanum? yeah it's it's a byproduct of opium and so when he drank that it it i've heard of other vampire lords that when if you're drinking the blood of somebody who is high you also get those effects yeah i think that what i was thinking is that maybe the laudanum this one of the side effects is like slowing down of the body like of the body's functions it probably like slowed down his healing ability uh, and then yeah. that in combination with like you said losing so much blood he was just not able to heal yeah. which is an interesting way to kill a vampire because they usually oh, yeah, don't show never, it like that never in yeah. my life heard about killing it's always you know ripping off the heads or a stake to the heart kind of thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. When really, you really, the quickest thing is to just push them out into the sun. Like, I feel like that's, yes. like, the easiest that's way to un- get. underused technique. Right. <laughs> I guess so that's because, look. like, it's hard yeah. to lure them out into the sun right. because they usually are yeah. sleeping. And Maybe. they're very Maybe. Oh, you can't, yeah. like, hold them. <laughs> like, imagine trying to get them to come toward, like, the window seal, and then they just grab you, and now you're dead. <laughs> this is like, like, you tried for nothing. Like, yeah, I think the best for humans who don't have powers is fire. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That seems easy. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, the invitation. <laughs> the ending. Another also <laughs> iconic vampire movie. That is also horrible. <laughs> Another horrible movie. Yeah. I would love to see a black person's take on vampires be made into a movie one day. We get um. Wonder- we'll get Blade. Blade in a couple well, of years. Besides Blade. <laughs> besides Blade, like, you know, something that has the same, like, iconic veracity to it. Mm-hmm. Like, funny, but also very true to blackness. Like, would do black vampires just have big families? Like, are we more of pack animals than. Yeah, you think something that is yeah. more lore heavy than Brooklyn Vampire? Yeah. Like that's okay. Yeah, more extensive. I see what you mean. Hmm. I think that would be fun. They should have. Oh, if they would have done a season of American Horror Story where it's like Angela Bassett's house is not witches, it's just vampires now. That would have been so good. Right. 
Yes. There's there's mat- potential there. Once again, I would like to see Angela Bassett and Denzel Washington, either something historical where they're like heads of families or as vampires. Would that not be fun? Would that not be iconic? Will we not get? Didn't Denzel just do a Shakespeare movie a couple days? De- yes. Um, the man is really into... Um, he was. The, I feel like he was a drama student in college. I think he is professionally trained, yeah. Yeah, he's professionally like, trained. in college. So, so yeah. If he wants, to, if Papa Denzel wants to give us something of that nature, I would love to see it. Black people mm-hmm. in, you know, Victorian clothing. He would eat. Mm-hmm. He would eat, and we would be living. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that is all for us for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this look into iconicness. 90s movies you know there'll always be more of that to come we will finally do our disney episode at the end of the month and then bring you uh an exciting april we hope that you um do not melt in this weather remember to children to always stay hydrated wear your mask and your sunscreen until next time i'm tori i'm Marin. i'm nia and i'm decoria bye-bye bye, bye.